0: I told him, we need to have you back first chance you get. And so we were able to arrange these next two weeks. And uh, this is of God. And uh, this is a very, uh, I'm expecting this service to be very special. And uh, I believe God is going to speak to us. You can get the Holy Ghost today if you've never received the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. You can get the Holy Ghost today. If you And we do. We have several people here that need the Holy Ghost. You can get it today. It's for you. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. You can get the Holy Ghost today. Praise God. You can be healed in your body today. Praise God. You can receive a word from God today. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's all lift our hands as the man of God comes to preach to us the word. you lord we magnify you we glorify your holy name your matchless name there's none like you lord jesus we came into this building to worship you and you only lord because you are worthy you are worthy someone with me join me right now in lifting up the name of the lord jesus the matchless name of the lord hallelujah we thank you jesus for this opportunity we thank you lord for what we feel in this house We thank you for your spirit that's moving in our midst. Uh, We thank you, Lord, for the authority that the church possesses today. Uh, And I, in the name of Jesus today, right now, thank you. Lift my voice unto you, Lord. Exalt you on high because you are worthy, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. I feel something great in this house. I'm so glad. I am so glad to be here in the presence of the Lord and in the presence of such great saints as East Bay Bible Fellowship. Amen. You guys are great people. You guys are great people. Amen. The Lord is doing such a great work in this area. I truly appreciate the invitation allowing me to come and be with each and every one of you. And uh, it's truly an honor. And a privilege of mine to be here today. But I believe the Holy Ghost is going to move here in a supernatural way. I believe someone that needs the Holy Ghost will get the Holy Ghost here today. We'll leave out of this place speaking in other tongues. If, do you believe that? Amen. Praise God. Amen. It's an honor and a privilege as well. Uh, be here and uh, give honor to Pastor Prado. Uh, who's been so hospitable with me, my wife. Um, and his wife, his children, been praying for them. Uh, I can honestly say it's not, you know, what, what we say necessarily in, in, the, in the movement where we, we, we say we pray for you, but actually I've been really praying for the Prado family and for this beautiful church as well. And so uh, just I'm so glad and so honored to be able to be here with them. With each and every one of you, the m- wonderful leadership of this church as well, give honor to you my wife and everybody that prayed for my wife thank you she's feeling a whole lot better I believe it was it was a, it was a miracle from the Lord amen and so um, God touched her body and I felt that that was an attack from the enemy try to get me out of this pulpit today but I'm here to tell you I'm here and I'm here to tell you you're here and if I'm here you're here and he's here we're gonna have a wonderful time Do you believe that? We're going to have a wonderful time in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise God. 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 1. Give honor to the ministry as well. Everyone that works in a facet of ministry in this church, give honor to you guys. And uh, I have a great friend of mine, Brother Andre Gomez, who came here with me. Give honor to him as well. Amen. Praise God. 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 1. Uh, when you have it... Actually, we're going to go to verse number 3. When you have it, you can say, Amen. Praise the Lord. And I will read this in the name of the Lord Jesus. And there were four lepers, men, at the entering in of the gate. They said one to another, Why sit we here until we die? Verse 4 says, If we say we will enter into the city, and the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit still there still here, we die also. Now therefore, come, let us fall into the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. Verse 5 says, and they rose up in the twilight to go into the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp uh, of the the Syrians, behold, there was no man there. Verse 6, for the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots, And the noise of horses, even the noise of a great host. And they said one to another, Lo, the king of Israel hath hired us against us, the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians, to come upon us. Wherefore they rose and fled in twilight and left their tents and their horses and their their asses, even the camp as it was, and fled for their life. I want to preach today. I don't know if I'm any good at, you know, constructing uh, sermon titles. Uh, I believe you have uh, one of the greatest masterpieces uh, in a, in a person that's able to construct a sermon title. on Pastor Prado, I don't think I, I, I can I can do it as better as as much as he can. But I, I want to preach about the amplified sound of the church. The amplified sound. The church, why don't you put your Bibles aside, lift your hands, and ask the Lord to speak to you today? Father, I love you today, Lord. I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for you have brought me here to Alameda, California, Lord, before this beautiful assembly to preach your word, Jesus. You've given it to me in prayer, God, and I'm just asking today that I may release it unto your congregation under the unction of the Holy Ghost under the inspiration of the Spirit, under the authority of the Word of God, under the power that's in the name of Jesus right now. And I'm asking, Father, that out of this building come out an amplified sound. Out of this building the uh, sorrows of your people may be multiplied that the sound that comes out of broken things may sound like victorious, uh, that out of a few that are here today, it may sound like a great, mighty host in the name of Jesus. I pray you amplify the sound of this church in the spirit realm. Let the entire Eastern Bay hear what we are to say in this house in this moment. Let our families from different states hear what is about to be spoken in this house under the utterance of the Holy Ghost. If you believe that, clap your hands with all of your strength. Of the Lord. Amen. The amplified sound of the church. For us to better understand 2 Kings chapter 7, we must go to 2 Kings chapter 6. This is when the Syrians waged war against Israel. The Bible states this specific story where Elijah is known of the very plans, the very strategies of the enemy. Uh, This to a certain degree infuriates the Syrian king, Uh, even to the point of uh, threatening the lives of his most uh, closest allies, even to the point of uh, uh, pointing treason to those that were around him. He even spoke and said, who among ye are for the king of Israel? And one stood up in the defense of the multitude or or the council and said, it it is not us that have betrayed you. There is not a traitor in your midst, but rather the prophet Elijah knows your every move. He knows exactly where you're going to be. He knows the very words that you say in your bedchamber. And I'm glad and I'm so thankful for a man of God in my life. That in the seasons of my life where I may not have known where I was going, and I didn't know the steps that were before me, and I may not have known the doors that were opening in my life. There was a man of God that spoke to me and said, Don't go through this way, or don't go and hang out with these people, or don't don't entertain these things, for there is an ensnare of the devil waiting for you on the other side. I'm thankful for a man of God that was able to point at my face and say, You shouldn't be doing this and you shouldn't be doing that. I'm thankful for a man of God that I was able to listen to because he may not have been an expert in various things, but he heard from God. And though Elijah was not an expert at war, he heard from God exactly where the enemy was going to be. And I'm thankful today that I have a man over my life that is able to tell me, don't sway to the left or sway to the right. There is an ensnare of the enemy waiting to get you. I'm thankful that I'm submitted to a man. I'm thankful that I am submitted to the man of God. The Lord has placed over my life. It is the very thing, the very concept of submission that the Bible says, Submit to God and resist the devil and he shall flee from you. I believe that submission is the very thing that causes the devil such anxiety. Oh, it just destroys the devil in half. It tears him apart when a man and a woman decide to be submitted uh, not just to the plan of God not just to the word of God but to the man of God. I don't know who I'm preaching to today uh, but if you were brought to this church, uh, you were brought uh, under the authority uh, of the Holy Ghost uh, and you were brought here under a man that's been called to this city uh, a man that has received the calling uh, a man that knows the blueprints of hell and what hell has against the church and I'm here to tell you as long as he's standing there is a church in Alameda that will continue to stand and preach the gospel. if you believe that clap your hands if you believe that shout amen hallelujah you see the Syrian king goes after Elijah knowing that he can't By any means necessary, strategize himself, or by intelligence or maybe warfare tactics, try to maneuver or try to get out of the very sensitivity of the man of God. That he goes after the man of God himself. And I believe when the enemy can't get to a congregation, he'll get to the man that's ahead of the congregation. If he can't get to the very people that are a part of the church, he'll get he'll go after the pastor of the church. And that's why I come here to encourage you today that you have such a great, great influence in this house today. A man that stands straight behind this pulpit and preaches the truth straight out of the book. He doesn't get it from a channel on YouTube. He doesn't get it from a podcast and an application. It is a man that digs in prayer a man that turns away the plate a man that digs his face on the carpet a man that hears from the Lord a man that is guided of the spirit that is here to come to tell you thus saith the Lord it is impressive that when the Syrian army come and they surround the very place of the man of God that it, it is impressive to understand that the The servant of Elijah he sees and beholds the very armies that are surrounding him he sees and beholds the very Syrian army that is there and Elijah prays a prayer that says Lord open the eyes of my servant that they may see what's interesting is that later on Elijah comes and prays blindness over the enemy because blindness is not for the church We shouldn't be living in obscurity. We shouldn't be living in delusion. We shouldn't be living blinded by the plans and the things of God. But I believe revelation is for the church. I believe clarity is for the church. While this church, while this world is getting more blind and they don't know what is good and what is evil. And they call evil good and good evil. They don't know if it's a man or a woman. They don't know if this is this or this is that. And the church is growing more blind in their politics more blind in their society the church is receiving more revelation and more clarity that we are in the truth we are in the truth we are oh my God, I feel the Holy Ghost right now that someone better stand up and say I'm in the truth and I know it Hallelujah, we're not a church that is blinded by the very plans of God and what God is wanting to do in these end times. If you think this is the magnitude of it, if you think this is the climax of it, you're blind. I'm here to tell you there's much more that, that, that the Lord has planned for us. There is greater things that we are to do in these end times. And if you don't realize it, I'm here to open your eyes so you can see. This is this is just but a little taste of what the Lord has for East Bay Bible Fellowship in the end Blindness isn't for us. Blindness is for the enemy. It's a blind man leading a blind man it's a blind society trying to lead our children to a blind mentality where young people are entertaining things that are actually intoxicating their hearts and their minds because they are very blinded by the very things that are trying to attack them and the very things that are trying to influence them but we are not blinded our eyes have been opened Our eyes have been opened. The Spirit has opened our eyes that we may see that greater is He that is within me than He that is in the world. That a God before us who can be a. I believe that the more that there is blindness in this world, which we see it, we see it in our school systems. It's just alright if I preach this way for a little while. We're seeing it in social media. Young girls, they don't know what they're doing anymore. Showing themselves to guys that are just perverts on the internet. Blinded, not knowing the cause and not knowing the precautions and not knowing the very consequences of their decisions. Blinded. And as the world grows even thick and thicker in blindness, God begins to release revelation, clarity, understanding unto His church. I want you to see something. I want you to know something. That we may be a small group here, but there is an angelic host surrounding us. We may be but a few here, but there is an angelic host surrounding Alameda, California. We may be but 50 or 60 here, but there is a great host. Hallelujah. Some of us may even say, how can we ever fight against these things? How can we ever even win against these very objects and these very adversaries that have risen up? How can we go against this uh, intoxication of technology? I'm not against technology, of course not. But when that very thing of technology is a channel of sin and perversion, that's when it's a problem. That's when it's an issue. That's when it starts just contaminating our spirits and our souls and our minds. Uh, That's an issue. Uh, And we may look at the great giant buildings surrounding us uh, and the very giants that are before us. uh, And we may be even blinded at the very power that lies within us. The very power and the authority That God has given to the church And if you're dealing with depression today Depression is a mighty giant If you're dealing with suicide Suicide is a mighty giant But greater than that is the Holy Ghost That dwelleth inside of you And if you don't got the Holy Ghost You're going to get the Holy Ghost today And depression is not going to seem like nothing Depression ain't going to be too big Because the Holy Ghost it's a spirit of power of love and of a sound mind someone that has the holy ghost agree with me today i was once an addict i was once lost i was once blinded but i got the holy ghost i spoke in a new language i spoke in tongues for the very first time I'm gonna show you who's on your side i'm gonna show you who's on your side i believe eyes are gonna be opened here this morning that we may see the very property that you're trying to get ain't nothing big for the lord ain't nothing tough for the lord oh brother you don't understand the rent prices and the purchasing prices and all this kind of stuff the rent is expensive in alameda and the bay area there's nothing too big for god So it comes into perspective. The Syrian army wages war against the very people of Israel. The Bible says that they besieged the city. They surrounded the city. Not allowing there to be imports and exports. The city only survived on the very surplus or the very supplies that were provided uh, through the fields of the ground and the fields of the land. And those imports weren't allowed to enter into the city because at the very gate was the Syrian army. They wanted to choke them alive. They wanted them to die a slow death. It was such terrible, terrible circumstances. Oh, just enraging in the very people of Samaria. Uh, they were eating each other cannibalism was normal in that very time uh, the bible says that a donkey's head was sold for such a high amount uh, something so uh, uh, something so that, 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 that so worthless and invaluable was being sold for such a high amount uh, there was such a oh such a need and such suffering in that city uh, it was a pandemic stricken city it was a city with pestilence a city with a virus the people uh, were just being infected left and right Uh, there was a cry that came out of the city the bible says Uh, a woman crying and saying uh, we ate my child yesterday uh, and I came to this woman so that we can eat hers Uh, but her child she had hid from me there was such pain and such agony Uh, pestilence had grown them weak Uh, widespread viral infection uh, was very striking through the hearts uh, and the bodies uh, of people in Samaria but yet the Syrian army heard something different the Syrian army heard not the cry of suffering the Syrian army heard not the weeping of those that were hungry but the Syrian army Heard the great host of the Hittite and the Egyptian army. You got to understand something that the Hittites and the Egyptians in that very age and time were the greatest two superpowers in all of the world. The Hittites were in the north and the Egyptians were toward the south. There was such a sound that surrounded them with such potency and such vibration that the only way they could categorize this is by categorizing it with the two greatest armies to ever live in planet earth at that very moment in time. They felt surrounded. From the north, from the south, from the east, from the west, they did not know that the magnified sound, amplified sound of sorrow and vulnerability from a city was made forth to sound like a great army of hosts. And I'm here to tell somebody today, we may be in an age of pandemic, we may be in an age of pestilence, but the sound that comes out of a very people of God will sound like a great mighty host I know this ain't popular preaching and I know you may say brother there's rumors of closures there's rumors of lockdowns There's rumors of all this other kind of stuff. It seems like we got to close the church. And you may think I'm crazy by stepping behind this pulpit and saying this church ain't going to close. This church ain't going to close. This church is not going to decrease. It's going to get greater. It's going to get bigger. It's going to get stronger. You must be crazy. Have, Have you been looking at the news? You must, be, you must be living under a rock. Have you not seen the mandates? Have you not seen the rumors? Have you not seen the threats? Have you not seen the very things, the allegations, the laws that they're trying to pass? Have you not seen the very restrictions that they're trying to put upon us? And yet I'm standing here today and say the church is going to advance. Is it possible that a 24-year-old preacher uh, can stand behind this pulpit uh, and though he may not know much uh, and though he may not be preaching long enough, uh, he can preach and say, uh, this is what the Lord is going to do in Alameda, California. Uh, this is what the Lord is going You got to get informed, preacher. No, I heard from heaven a sound that sounded like a great, mighty host. Can it be possible? That in such a county as Alameda, that's had so many COVID deaths, we can also have so many spiritual lives. Come out of the waters and baptize in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. Because I tell you, this county is dead. A lot of them may be dead in body, but most of them are dead in spirit. And there's gonna be a revival that comes to Alameda, even in the midst of chaos, cataclysmic events, even in the midst of pestilence. A sound is going to resound, a sound is going to resonate and say, We are here. We have been established by God in the power of the Spirit. Is it possible that out of something that's broken? Something that may be depressed. You got to understand it was the four lepers that went forth to the camp and brought back the good news you may be stricken by family issues and family problems but that doesn't mean you can't bring something back good from your city to your city to those that are in need to those that need of the gospel of Jesus Christ oh I'm not living a perfect life right now brother Prado I'm not living a good life right now oh there's situations and struggles and I'm just barely making it to church but yet there's a sound within you that sounds greater than your situation Uh, that sounds greater than what you look like listen the bible says that they only had three horses available in all the kingdom three and yet the sound was of a great host of horses it's an amplified multiplied sound we may be 50 in this house but we can sound like a thousand are you listening to me right now we may be 45 50 maybe 60 in this house but we can sound like a great mighty host in the spirit i didn't ask you what you look like i asked you how you sounded and if you sound greater than what you look like you are a threat to the enemy because he's confused he doesn't know how can a pandemic stricken city can produce such a great sound in this area he looks at someone that that's been under drug addiction, uh, someone that's been uh, in toxic relationships, uh, someone uh, that's been uh, in such an abusive marriage. Yeah. And yet they come to the house of God. They lift their hands. They begin to speak in tongues and something greater begins to speak. Yeah. Something stronger begins to speak. Something greater be You got to understand something. Is this all right? Uh, I just feel this in the Holy Ghost. (laughs) you got to understand something. Every time the Bible talks about in the book of Acts, you can research it, read it. I have the verses, but I just fell out of the Holy Ghost to just release it here. you got to just trust me for a little bit. Is Is that all right? Every time the Bible in the book of Acts talks about speaking in tongues, when they were being infilled with the Holy Ghost, there was a new territory being added to the kingdom. When they spoke in tongues, it was to the Hebrews, right? To the Jews, the, the the kingdom of God was being expanded to the Hebrews. Second time was Cornelius, the Gentiles. They began to speak in tongues because the territory of the kingdom now invaded them. Then all, and then and then uh, Philip, when he went towards that city, uh, and they spoke in tongues there. that the, the Holy Ghost was being expanded to a different territory. What does that mean? When you speak in tongues, you're allowing the uh, spiritual atmosphere to know someone abides in you listen there's a lot of things that are trying to trespass private property there's depression that's trying to trespass private property because when someone gets filled of the holy ghost and speaks in other tongues it's not just a sign to us it's a sign to hell you lost another one It's a sign to hell and the darkness to say someone abides here. This property belongs not to you. It belongs to the Lord. And some of you need to tell hell that you already are owned by someone else you gotta tell that trespasser hey you gotta get out of my mind the Holy Ghost lives in here this is private property this isn't up for sale this isn't up for purchase this isn't up for you to abuse and trespass I am filled of the Holy Ghost I've been sealed with the promise I have been purchased with the blood we got to let some spiritual forces that have risen. My God. Some very things that want to take room and space in your mind and in your heart. And they're knocking and saying, is this place vacant? That's why the Bible says that when the spirit leaves, right? The very house is empty. It's nicely furnished. The spirit comes back and he sees that it is empty you can be delivered but not filled you can be poured out but not filled you can be poured out of drug addiction you can be poured out of depression you can be poured out of suicidal thoughts but if you're not filled with the spirit there's no one in that land no one in that house There's no one living in your mind. There's no one living in your heart. There's no one living in your soul. But when you get the Holy Ghost, those tongues are a declaration to your past. Those tongues are a declaration to your future. Those tongues are a declaration. I don't belong to hell anymore. Listen, some of you, you got to speak back to depression. But not in your own words. In the words of the spirit. Because when I have property, I don't have property yet, I rent. But if I have property and a man starts coming into my house, we're going to have some problems. I'm not going to greet him with a little basket of cookies and say, all right, you can take whatever you want. Go ahead. I don't know if it's different here in the Bay Area, but man, I, I get I, I get down, man. I tell you right now, I'm from New York, so I get ghetto, and I'll I'll swing around, do whatever it takes. But I'm not treating an intruder like he's a guest some of you miss that you're, uh, you're treating the very things that want to destroy your family as if it was your friend You're tra- my god you're treating the very thing that wants to destroy your spiritual life as if it's something that's friendly no you gotta step up in the spirit of boldness and say I've been possessed by a greater power we're here to declare this county doesn't belong to the devil we're here to declare this city doesn't belong to Satan we're here to declare we're here we're here to stay we're here to Can out of a broken thing, something so glorious resound? Can out of something that has been beaten and abused by humanity, by society, has been deemed as doesn't fit in, as unordinary, as strange, as weird, can something out of that produce something so glorious? Because it ain't about you. It's about what God does with your voice. It ain't about what you got to say because you don't got much to say. I don't got much to say. But when something in me that is greater, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost, when something in me that is greater wants to come out, it may be a pandemic-stricken city, but a Holy Ghost sound is going to come forth. Are you listening to this preacher today? There's a sound inside of you that is greater than the source. There's a sound inside of you that's greater than your circumstance. Listen, I want you to listen to me in the Holy Ghost right now. Oh my God! Listen, multiplication is in your name. Fruitfulness is in your name. You know why? pastor Prado named this church East Bay Bible Fellowship he didn't stumble upon the name he didn't get it when he searched it on Google God gave him that 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 name and it's not called the Pentecostals of Alameda it's called East Bay Bible Fellowship and I'm here under mandate of the Lord to tell you don't be conformed to a city when God's given you an Eastern Bay I'm about to tread on some feet right now In the name of Jesus uh, God didn't just give you a city God didn't just give you a city limit When he called this church To be East Bay Bible Fellowship He was talking about the entire Eastern Bay He was talking about Richmond He was talking about Livermore He was talking about Dublin He was my God I feel the Holy Ghost right now It's not just in Alameda It's in the entire eastern bed do you mind if i make some declarations in the holy ghost right now do you mind if i just speak right now in the midst of pandemic Do you mind if a sound that's been resounding in me since prayer comes out in this very moment right now? I want to speak some things over Alameda, but not just Alameda. I want to speak some things over Berkeley in the name of Jesus. I want to speak some Bible studies into existence right now. I want to speak some campuses into existence right now. I want to speak some preaching points into existence right now. I want to speak out of a pandemic-stricken city. A sound like a mighty host. Like a great host. will surround around the Eastern Bay. It is possible that you speak right now. And the very words that you speak right now will resound over the very climatic, spiritual climatic atmosphere of your family. Even if they're in a different country, even if they're in a different city, even if they're in a different state, the very words that you speak here. But Brother Prado, we're the most oppressed region in the entire United States. We may be the most oppressed. We may be the most pestilence-stricken church and city. But out of this, a sound is going to come out. out of this a sound is going to come out and it's going to be greater than a 24 year old that may not know much but is willing to let the sound arise and it's going to sound like a legion of angels like a great army and a great host and it's going to make the enemy flee from this region in the name of Jesus I had a burden I had a burden church. I had a burden to speak over Livermore. To speak over Dublin. To speak to speak over Pleasanton. To speak over Castroville. To speak over Richmond, over Berkeley. To speak a sound that will resound throughout the camps. Of the enemy. That have been stationed there. Have kept the minds of young people captive. For a very long time. I felt the burden to speak a sound that is greater than my very knowledge my very intelligence my very experience a sound of very oh, of things being brought into existence very preaching points being brought up and lifted from the ashes Bible studies coming into the platform into the into the stage into the forefront great preaching points and campuses all around the eastern bay I felt the spirit it in prayer because listen When we're in the brink of promise our greatest enemy is comparison because the people of Israel compared themselves to grasshoppers before the very giants that were before them and I'm here to ask this church a question I'm not here to ask you how you look like I'm here to ask you how do you sound? I'm here to ask you how do you sound? Because God don't care about the image or the size. He cares about the sound that's coming out of some of you and I feel a prophetic unction over this house over each and every one of us here today in the gift of prophecy to begin to speak over our situations in our lives to begin to speak over our families and to speak over our children they may be getting worse, but there's a sound coming out of you. There may be getting a deteriorating factor. They may be getting into worsening drugs, but a sound coming out of you, a sound coming out of you, a sound coming out of me It's not going to sound like a concerned parent. It's not going to sound like doubt or fear. It's not going to sound like questions or concerns. It's going to sound like pa- power authority dominion I feel the mouthpiece of God in this house and whatsoever you speak even in your brokenness will sound like power and authority you may say one word but it's going to sound like a thousand I need an elder in this house you can barely speak. Oh, and you may be tired and weary from the battle. All I need today is a whisper from your lungs. A whisper from your mouth. I believe. I believe. I believe. And to the natural sound waves. It may sound so small and so minuscule. But to the ears of the devil. It's going to sound like a mighty giant. Has just arisen from its sleep. It's going to sound like a mighty host. Has just surrounded his very cave you may just have one word to say uh, but right now I'm asking you to release it in this atmosphere to release it in this atmosphere you know why some of you are going through hell you know why some of you are going through hell Some of you are going through trials and situations. You know why? I always ask myself, Brother Andre, I always ask myself, how come it wasn't James, John, Andrew, or Thomas whom Satan asked to sift like wheat? I always ask myself that question. Why was it Peter who Jesus said Satan has asked to sift you like wheat? And God responded to me. And he spoke to me and he said, it was not Andrew, it was not Thomas, it was not James, it was not John who stood up on the day of Pentecost with a word of revival where thousands were added on to the church. You got to understand the parable of the sower. The Bible says that when the seed is sown in stony ground, afflictions and persecution comes because of the word. Some of you are going through so many hell and so much issues and so much problems because there's a word living inside of you. And he's asked to strike you. He's asked to close the doors of this church. He's asked to trample you and to beat you and to beat you senseless. He's asked to sift you like wheat. But the Lord's saying, There's a word permeating inside of your soul and inside of your spirit. That's why you're receiving so much attack. That's why you're receiving so much opposition. That's why you're receiving so much resistance because there's a word inside of you and the minute that word is released it's a word of revival for this city it's a word of revival for your family it's a word of revival for your household it's a word of revival for your workplace it's a word and I feel like God is giving a platform a proclamation he's giving a platform so that you can step on that platform and speak the word you just went through hell to keep are you listening to me right now God's about to give you a platform so that you can speak the very word that's cost you so many problems and so many issues but it's gonna cost you the greatest blessings in your life And the greatest revival you will ever see in your family and in your kids. That very thing. That very word. That you got so much hell about. You got so much concerns and doubts about. And so many questions. It's never going to happen. So much haters uh, that have said to you. It's not going to happen. So much hell was lifted up against you. God says I'm about to give you a platform. So you can speak what I spoke to you. And all of hell can fear. All the demonic spirits can flee. Every demon in hell can know you got a word from God and you're not backing down. Clap your hands to the Lord. I'm going to ask you to stand with me here today. Ask if you have a word from God. God spoken to you about your family. God spoken to you about your household. God has spoken to you about your kids. God has spoken to you about this church. God spoken to you about this county, about this city. I want you to lift your hands unto heaven. I want you to lift your head. you're about to pronounce the very thing that's gonna make the enemy flee from your house from your mind from your spirit from your soul from this very city i'm gonna speak the word god gave me and i'm gonna ask you to speak the word god gave you and in this atmosphere a sound is going to resound and resonate over the very darkness the very camp of the enemy the very forces of hell that have risen in the name of the lord jesus under the unction of the holy ghost right now i speak to berkeley under the unction of the spirit i speak to her i speak to berkeley right now that you may yield your fruit according to the power of the spirit that you may yield the harvest according to the word of the lord right now there may be a campus there a campus ministry there a Bible study there a preaching point there a daughter work there in the name of Jesus someone lift your voice someone lift your voice someone lift your voice someone lift your voice voice. Some of you got to let the devil know The Holy Ghost resides in here Some of you got to let the enemy know The Holy Ghost lives in this mind i speak to livermore in the name of jesus right now you may yield your fruit in the name of the lord jesus oh that a seed may be planted in that region that bible studies may arise the blueprint of revival has been given The strategies of heaven have been imparted unto this church. And you will see revival not just in Alameda. You will see revival in the Eastern Bay of California. You will see revival in Richmond, California. You will see revival. Sister Smith, Brother Smith, come up to this altar right now. Come up to this altar. I could have. The Lord could have chosen every, any other city, but the Lord chose Richmond. Shonda lift your hands. Lift your hands right now. In the name of the Lord, let an unction come upon them right now. Let fire enter into their bones. Let their mouth be filled with the word of the Lord. Let them be empowered and enabled to go about the work of God in Richmond, California. According. it's called Eastern Bay Bible Fellowship Eastern Bay Bible Fellowship we speak right now Eastern Bay belongs to the Lord if you have a word from God come to this altar I want to pray for you. If you have a word from God, come to this altar. If you have a word for your family, come to this altar. Don't you be afraid. Don't you be afraid. Come to this altar. Lift your hands as your skies are coming.